0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Artful Athlete Podcast Episode 78, where today, today we're going back to our voice health series and more specifically to our friend, The jaw. If you're new to this podcast, first of all, hi, hello, welcome. I'm a voice, breath, language and creative coach, an actress, director and voice artist and an energy therapist. After a pretty horrendous experience this summer, I was diagnosed with periodontal illness and underwent guided bone reconstruction surgery. I help people dealing with jaw pain, periodontal illness, but also help people open and look after their voice in life and in art, no matter the medium of expression. Woohoo, that's me! Oh yes, by the way, my name is Sigolen, but you can call me Sigol. So, one thing I've talked about a lot, over the past year is jaw release, breath, fueling the voice in all sense of the word, emotions in the body, plenty of various topics all intertwined with each other to help guide you on a path to ease the body, the heart and the mind and therefore releasing your expression. Now, one of the things that stops people from expressing in the more classical term is tension and pain and a lot of us and by a lot I mean a heck lot of us humble humans have suffered at one moment or other from jaw tension because of chewing because of teeth grinding because of stress because of speech pattern self-censorship sleep apnea TMJ neck and back tension and of course periodontal illness the list is long so Besides massaging the jaw regularly, and if you don't have a jaw massaging routine, let me guide you to the link in the description box of the episode for five little moves you can do on the daily. But besides this massaging practice, besides yawning and working on releasing tension and stress from the body, what else is there to support yourself through jaw tension and jaw pain? I've had a lot of practice. Over the years, but even more practice since August. So, here's my top five treatments I've experimented with, and they all get a huge seal of approval 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100, 10,000 out of 10,000 from me. So, here we go. Number one, physiotherapy. Yep, you heard me right. The physio isn't just here for your back, your legs, and whatnot. You can also ask your physio for a jaw release session a good practitioner will ask you if you'd like it to be done externally or internally meaning internally would be would mean having the practitioner place a couple of fingers on specific points inside the mouth so inside the the jaw joint So you'd be opening your mouth they put a couple of fingers in there and press on a few specific areas externally You get the gist, it's all happening on the surface. So massaging or pressing around the mandibular joint, the the jaw joint, the chin, by the cheekbones, around the ears, nape of the neck, etc. I've done both and they each provide a great release, an incredible release. You have so much more space afterwards because obviously the tension has been eased and your muscles are warm from the blood flow that occurs from the manipulation. And if you've got a lot of tension built up in there, I can guarantee you it's the way to go. It's also not particularly pleasant. So a kind reminder, breathe through it. Focus on your exhales to be long, on your inhales to be slow, but your physio should be able to guide you to find the right rhythm between them pressing and you breathing they'll also be giving you some homework so showing you which points you can press on and should activate on a regular basis in order to prevent for too much tension to build up there in the future going to someone for that type of treatment i have found very helpful because sometimes we just don't want to do it ourselves Like, I do have a massage practice on the daily and it's great, but there's some times where it would be good to have someone else do it for me on one hand. And also, if you're at the beginning of this and you're experiencing a lot of tension, when you press, it's going to feel painful and you might hold back in the amount of pressure that you're applying. So going to someone, going to a professional, not just a random person around the corner, going to a professional to do this means that they're in control of how deep they're going to go into the movement. You're in charge, but they'll be controlling the action. So strongly recommend going to a physio or someone else helps on a deeper level as well, because it's someone else that's taking care of you, that's looking after you, you know. However, this doesn't mean you shouldn't be doing your homework as regularly as possible. Ha! Because, you know, I know where you're going with this. And no, no. Because then you're just wasting the therapist's time and wasting your own time. You won't see progress. It's about doing the work regularly, as little as you can in that moment. You don't have to go ham every day. You don't have to do a practice every day but as often as possible, so that from one session to the next, you can actually see the progress. And speaking of treatment and being looked after by someone else, here's my number two, acupuncture. Now, if you're scared of needles, trigger warning, I'm going to describe a couple of things shortly, so feel free to fast forward for a few seconds. Acupuncture and dried needling help relieve so much tension in the body. I've received a few sessions before and after my surgery and let me tell you I had experienced acupuncture sessions for other purposes for my neck my back uh, but also for hormonal issues and stress but on the draw it's magical the therapist places a few needles around and inside your ears in some specific areas on the face and sometimes even on your hand and lower leg as the needle is positioned in you may feel a teeny-tiny sensation, but then nothing. The needle is in place, it doesn't move. You may experience some muscular spasm, a flush of hotness in the area where the needle is in place, but that's because it's doing its job and creating a stimulating flow in the lymph and in the blood and in the muscles and working with your lines of chi as well, providing deep healing. But other than that, the pain levels are a lot lower than that of pressure released through a massage. That was my experience of it anyway. I've turned to acupuncture many times, as I've mentioned, since I was little and I've seen the benefits firsthand. The therapist leaves you with the needles in for a little bit, then comes back and reactivates the needles gently by turning them ever so slightly or giving them a gentle tap. Your skin may be a little red when the needle is removed. I have quite the reactive skin, so I tend to go red pretty much instantly. And other effects that you may have might be, you know, just a couple of drops of blood here and there, but it stops bleeding almost instantly. In both cases, physio and massaging and, and, and uh, acupuncture, it's important to stay hydrated before and after the session because both of these practices stimulate blood and lymph circulation around the body. So give your body some well-earned hydration. Number three gua sha and face rolling. Now these two are a great complement to a massage, physio or acupuncture appointment. When it comes to using a gua sha, which is a tooth shaped tool made of stone, traditionally jade, you can also find a practitioner to do it on you if you don't want to do it yourself. Personally, I've learned to use one through tutorials provided by gua sha practitioners online over the past few years. And with gua sha, you're applying a certain amount of pressure into a scraping or gliding movement and this helps breaking teeny knots in the muscular chain so it can feel a little crunchy and it stimulates the blood circulation once again. Don't press so hard that you break blood vessels though it's not the point and make sure you have either a serum or a moisturizer a lotion on the skin and you're not doing it dry because this is not great. Now If you're experiencing severe periodontal pain, and by this I mean bone pain, not muscular tension, don't use a gua it will make you feel a lot worse. A face roller, which you can purchase in most pharmacies and self-care shops and even online, will be a lot more gentle. And if you want, I'd recommend keeping your roller stored in the fridge for extra bonus cooling points. When using your roller, you use either the small rolling part of it or the larger part of it. Make sure to always travel upwards, so going from the chin to the temple but following along the jawline. You press gently along, travelling upwards. And if there is acute pain happening, don't roll exactly where the pain is. Roll either above, so following the cheeks, or underneath, so you'd be rolling from below the chin all the way to that little corner of the jaw underneath the ear. Number four, clay treatment. Now, this is great and relaxing and pain-free. Woohoo! But it does get a tad messy. So all you need is clay, ideally green clay. You can purchase a bag of clay in chunks for this rather than the very fine powder because it will be a lot easier to handle. Wash your face first. Then, in a bowl, you place a mix of your clay chunks and some lukewarm water until it forms a wet paste. You want the paste to be quite wet. And then you apply a thick layer, maybe like an inch thick layer, along the jaw or where you have pain. And you leave it to rest for minimum 30 minutes. In an ideal world, it's even recommended to keep it on for over an hour, making sure the surface of the clay stays wet and doesn't dry out. Clay has been used for centuries to help relieve inflammation. Mixed with honey and water, it was used in earlier medicine as a plaster to seal wounds and keep it clean from bacteria. Even though, obviously, they didn't know it was called bacteria. They just realized, huh, it seals the wound shut and you don't get as much infection as you do when you don't put it on. So they knew something was afoot. There's a few other ways to use clay to support yourself during A painful episode and actually as well to help with energy levels on a daily basis and other benefits I think I'll end up doing a special episode just on clay because it's helped me a lot over the years and uh, I haven't seen that much about it online in the English-speaking world so stay tuned I'll come back with that clay special episode coming soon and number five number five I think you're kind of expecting that one Breathwork, SRT, and EFT. Breathwork, SRT, and EFT. Breathwork, breathing practice. SRT, subconscious release practice. And EFT, emotional freedom technique. Basically, these tools help on three different levels. Physically, they help ease tension and foster the creation of relaxing hormones in the brain, which in turn help in supporting the body through the inflammation and the pain. Mentally, it forces you to slow down helps ease the mind and reduce the stress induced by being aware that you're in a state of pain. And emotionally, each of these techniques help turn off some triggers, help you cut off the emotional response to the pain. It's not a cure-all technique, for sure, but it makes the difference between feeling 100% paralyzed by pain and being aware of pain to having your pain level at 70%. It's not here to take everything away but it's here to give you time and a tiny bit more peace of mind and mobility to do something else it's the difference between being fully paralyzed by pain and being able to decrease it enough so that you can do something else lowering the pain levels so you can move with it rather than staying in the pit of emotional despair rather than just staying feeling at the mercy of something it allows you to regain a little bit of control and when you're in the middle of a crisis it means a lot it already does a huge lot these five techniques these five therapies have been life-saving for me over the years and even more so since august there's more to look at than just the physical symptoms when it comes to pain and bearing in mind that there is an emotional and a mental layer within the pain you're experiencing, you're not meant to just treat the physical symptom because then if you just put a band aid on it, you'll live in fear of experiencing the pain again. So you're creating a trigger, a program in the back of your mind and an emotional tension. Which in turn has an impact on a physical level and a mental level. See how it's just like a snake biting its tail? These techniques and therapies combined together make for a mindful approach to looking after your jaw pain. And if you've tried other therapies to manage this, feel free to come and talk about it over on my coffee page. The link is in the episode description. My DMs on Instagram are always open for you as well, and all contact details are in the episode description should you want to have a chat or book your free session. It's the end of January already. Ah, time flies. I'll see you in February for more voice tips, breath tips, mindful chats, and creative help. Much love to you all. I'll speak to you soon.